Welcome back to the Longleaf Podcast. I'm Andrew Dunn, and I'm recording this on a surprisingly snowy April the 2nd here in Charlotte. If you were surprised to see Longleaf back in your feed, there's a good reason for it. This is the first podcast we've recorded since way back in November. We're relaunching the Longleaf Podcast with a new format. Instead of the interview-driven format you got used to last fall, we're going to try something a little different. We are going to use the Longleaf Podcast to weigh in on the news of the day, uh, adding commentary, adding analysis, adding what you need to be a smarter, more engaged citizen in North Carolina. To be honest, there's just not enough good, insightful commentary on North Carolina politics, especially from the right of center. So we're going to see what we can do to fix that. I had expected this first podcast in the new era of the Longleaf Podcast to be kind of low-key. I had a list of topics I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about uh, delays on the Gold Line streetcar here in Charlotte and the boondoggle that's become. I was going to talk about Dan Forrest, who's just introduced a new video series in his gubernatorial campaign that it's kind of micro dirty job style. He actually went out uh, on a construction site here in Charlotte and was talking about how to make bricks and how young people can become uh, experts in masonry with a community college degree. Uh, But unfortunately, the news today is as shocking and surprising as this snowy weather. You may have already seen a headline, but yes, Robin Hayes, the chairman of North Carolina's Republican Party, has been indicted in what prosecutors are calling a, quote, brazen bribery scheme. And what actually happened is as bad as it sounds. It goes back to 2016 during Mike Causey's campaign for insurance commissioner here in North Carolina. You'll remember he's the Republican candidate who unseated Wayne Goodwin, who had previously been the head of the Department of Insurance. And it brings in Greg Lindbergh. If that name sounds familiar to you, that's probably because you've seen it on one of those lists of top political donors in North Carolina. Greg Lindbergh has has given hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years to both Democrats and Republicans here in North Carolina. But what happened was, according to prosecutors, Greg Lindbergh wanted to send money to Mike Causey for his commissioner of insurance campaign. But of course, there's limits on what an individual can give to individual candidates, about $5,000 per year, um, $5,400 if you want to be more precise. I believe that's what it is in North Carolina uh, in that cycle. But he wanted to do more than that. I mean, you're but of course, there's no limit on how much you can give to a political party. So what happened was Greg Lindbergh gave $240,000 to the North Carolina Republican Party, who then turned around and gave uh, roughly the same amount, $240,000, to Mike Causey's campaign. Now, individually, on the surface, those two transactions are legal. You can give as much money as you want to a party, and a party can give as much money as they want to a candidate. Except what happened was... uh, it's illegal for you to give money to a political party and then direct that that money be given to a political candidate. And presumably, according to prosecutors and according to investigators, that's exactly what happened. And interestingly enough, Mike Causey secretly recorded a conversation with Robin Hayes and with Greg Lindbergh and his associates where this whole arrangement was said out loud. Um, Again, according to prosecutors, what Greg Lindbergh was after was specific policies that were beneficial to his insurance business. So he had to be very clear when he was giving this donation that he was expecting something in return. Again, that's according to the indictment that was released today. 
pretty amazing stuff. Now, Robin Hayes has pleaded not guilty. Greg Lindbergh has pleaded not guilty. His business associates have pleaded not guilty. And yes, you are entitled to the presumption of innocence until being proven guilty in a court of law. And that's important. However, it's important to note the seriousness of the allegations here. Now, campaign finance is pretty complicated, and there's a lot of circumstances where you can kind of understand where somebody ran afoul of campaign finance law. There's a lot of things that are the equivalent of a hand check foul in basketball, something that goes on a lot that you know may be overlooked in a lot of cases, but in this case, a prosecutor decided to come down on you. Now, that's not to excuse any of that, um, but it is to say that that is more understandable. However, what we're talking about here is not that. This is, you know, the prosecutor called it brazen. And if what actually transpired uh, is what's detailed in this indictment, that's really the only word to describe it. This indictment comes down just a day after Robin Hayes announced that he would not seek another term as chairman of the North Carolina Republican Party uh, after his term ends this summer at the state GOP convention. Uh, So, of course, all day yesterday, we were hearing from political figures across the state of North Carolina talking about what an amazing guy Robin Hayes is, um, you know, about all the contributions he's made to the state, uh, which is all true. But of course, when, you know, now that we know about this indictment, it kind of puts everything in a different light. Um, He had made the comment that he was stepping down, uh, essentially, or not seeking another term because of health concerns, uh, concerns about his mobility, um, and that may well be the case as well. I mean, there was uh, an incident uh, that I remember hearing about where he reportedly fell down or had a had some sort of accident at the Cabarrus County GOP convention. So that may have had something to do with it, but it certainly seems that Chairman Hayes saw the writing on the wall and that, that this indictment was coming down. But there may be some bright spots here for North Carolina Republicans that I wanted to talk about really quick. There's a sizable contingent of Republicans who were not super thrilled with the direction of the party, not super thrilled with how the state GOP leadership had operated, uh, especially after the shellacking that North Carolina Republicans took in 2018, uh, but also just some weird machinations that did not work out for Republicans. They, you know, There's the whole gaming of the judicial election system that resulted in now a six to one advantage for Democrats on the state Supreme Court. Um, you'll remember the rules were changed so that there was no party primary in 2018, allowing Chris Anglin, who is not a Republican, to change his party affiliation and become a Republican and essentially split the vote with Barbara Jackson, allowing Anita Earls to be elected to the state Supreme Court. Uh, But there's a lot of people who just didn't like the direction that the state party is going. I mean, there's a a big... um, schism, so to speak, between your more uh, economic Republicans, your, your, which you would once upon a time have called country club Republicans, and your more social conservatives. And the state Republican Party has not really done a super job navigating uh, that chasm and kind of bringing people together and, and overcoming some of those obstacles. So on the bright side, if you were not a big fan of Chairman Hayes, then this is an opportunity for somebody to come in quick and clean house. Uh, I think the state Republican Party is going to be looking for a complete change in direction. Uh, There's going to be a huge opportunity to kind of clean up, to get the House in order, to restore the party, so to speak, to its principles of good government. Um, 
the other bright spot has to be Mike Causey, the first-term insurance commissioner, who really is the hero of this story. And he's a politician who took a stand against corruption, who took a stand against bribery, uh, which I guess it feels a little weird to praise somebody for being against those sort of things. But you know, when you look at the state of our political system and kind of the cynicism that everybody feels about it, um, you would almost expect... Um, a lot of these backroom dealings to be going on. But Mike Causey saw what was happening and stood up to it and brought it to light. So hats off to you, Mike Causey. I mean, he uh, was kind of under the radar in 2016. He was not the highest profile candidate. And he and to be honest, insurance commissioner is not the highest profile job uh, in state government, though it is a statewide elected office. And everybody in North Carolina pretty much has insurance. And so everybody is affected by the job. Um, so I've seen some rumblings on Twitter, people asking, well, is, is this going to open the door for Wayne Goodwin to make another run for insurance commissioner? Um, are the Republicans going to be tainted in 2020? Uh, and I believe Mike Causey is definitely going to be running again in 2020. And I think this is only going to help his case. And speaking of partisan issues, and I even hesitate to, to bring this up because in my mind, this is, you know, this is not a political tribalism thing. This is not, you know, I, I'm a Republican, I'm a conservative, but I am definitely not going to go to bat for Robin Hayes here in this case if everything that's alleged to have happened did actually happen, and I don't have any reason to doubt that it did. Um, but there's plenty of people uh, online who are saying, well, are you shocked? This is what Republicans do. You know, are you surprised? No, you know, this is just, uh, you know, just another Republican acting this way. And that's definitely not the case. Um, you know, this is not excusable. But to be honest, I mean, this happens on both sides of the aisle. Uh, Democrats have been indicted for things. Republicans have been indicted for things. And Longleaf uh, is always going to be against um, this sort of wrongdoing. I mean, just off the top of my head, Mike Easley, former Governor Mike Easley was indicted. John Edwards, Meg Scott Phipps, Patrick Cannon, the former mayor here in Charlotte, Jim Black, Ruffin Poole. I mean, there, there's plenty of Democrats have been indicted for things. Several of them have gone to prison. Um, so this is not a Republican versus Democrat thing. This is a power thing. Um, power corrupts. Uh, they say absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. I think that's the phrase. So no matter who's in charge, um, when this sort of thing starts to happen, um, you know that there's there's uh, bad things, bad things going on. So that's about all the time that we have today for the Longleaf Podcast. I hope you kind of enjoyed this uh, new format, so to speak. Now, I don't want every episode of the Longleaf Podcast to just be me talking. I do want to still have guests. I do want to do interviews. Um, so if you're interested in co-hosting uh, or being a guest on the show, drop me a line, andrew at longleafpolitics.com. Uh, if you haven't already, go over to longleafpolitics.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter. That's the best thing, in my humble opinion, that Longleaf produces is our weekly newsletter that gets you up to speed with everything you need to know to be successful in North Carolina's political world. Uh, until then, I'll see you tomorrow.